Hello, welcome back to the uh, Junior Funners podcast. It's it's us once again. It's the Junior Funners boys. We're here in the Fun Shack, and it is it's chilly. It's uh, it's well and truly winter now. Um, so if you hear any uh, any pinging sounds, that's our that's our freaking nipples mm. uh, just shooting straight out because it's that dang cold here. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, I'm Ollie. And uh, over there's Lawrence. Hi, hello. And we are the Junior Funners, and we talk about Arsenal, uh, which is a football team. Uh, if I, if you didn't know that uh, before, that's hopefully that's the like the main thing you'll learn uh, from this podcast is that Arsenal is a football team, and we like them. Uh, and then we'll talk about some other stuff as well. But uh, yeah, we talk about the football and that, and oh boy. There is lots for us to talk since we last recorded. Um, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all happened, isn't it? It's all, uh, it's all changed around. Yeah. Um, so we better get into some Arsenal news right quick. And uh, so. I guess, well, chronologically, the the first thing we've got to talk about since we last recorded is uh, um, we were, the you know, Jose Mourinho's name was being thrown around uh, on one of the previous episodes we were talking about. And uh, I think maybe a day after we recorded that episode, uh, he <laughs> he was announced as the, uh, the new Spurs manager after they sacked Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah. Um, so that was... Uh, that was unexpected. Not so much. Well, Pochettino getting sacked maybe wasn't so unexpected, but Mourinho coming in that quickly uh, seemed a bit of a uh, uh, something out of left field. Mm. Yeah. Um, while I was talking, I'm trying to refresh my mind on the uh, on the uh, wonderful game that Arsenal had on the weekend against Norwich. And um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Mourinho first. Um, I, I saw I saw I remember in the chat sort of bantering like oh Mourinho at Spurs would be hilarious and uh, I hate being right sometimes you yeah know? But, <laughs> it's and, uh, um, yeah um, he's really trying to sort of rehabilitate his public image isn't he um, yeah desperately come like trying to come across as he's a, like a fun likable guy did he say he was the mellow one or something oh who fucking cares he, like it's, the, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm chill now. I'm the chill one. Yeah, been yeah. reading about like vibes. Been reading uh, uh, Darwin. He said once a few months ago. He's like reading. Been reading. Oh, Darwin! Darwin's a scientist. It must be. Oh man! Yeah, this guy must be smart. He's probably been reading. Um, I don't know who's a who's a philosopher. Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been reading the Da the, the Vinci Code. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's off to a uh, okay start. I mean, his trademark thing is always just sort of defending well and setting the spine of the team to just kind of grind out results. But they've been conceding a lot of goals, yeah, two goals per game since he's took over. Um, so we'll see how long he lasts there. It might it might be even shorter than usual. His, mm. his sort of you know his pattern of doing two and a half seasons uh, before being told to fuck off. But then that means that uh, Pochettino uh, he probably won't but I would have him at Arsenal. 
I yeah, know. I think he. I mean, he wouldn't do it, but yeah, I, I yeah, he, I, I would. I mean, he's a good manager. Um, but yeah, apparently, if he goes to another Premier League club, he forfeits his uh, his bonus his bonus payment or whatever, yeah. which is like twelve and a half million quid or something ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, I doubt. I think he might be uh, just taking it easy for a while or going abroad. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been. They keep sort of talking about him going to Madrid, don't they? That's the that's the mm. the rumor that's sort of been on and off for the last year or so. Somewhere like that. Yeah. Because if um, I don't know, I've heard like Christian Eriksen was gonna go to Madrid. I mean, yeah. Did they get on? I thought mm. maybe the whole problem why he's sort of been dropped out a few times because I thought maybe he didn't get on with Pochettino or something like that. I don't, I, yeah, it's possible. He definitely seemed to have lost part of the dressing room, at least. The performances didn't look like they were yeah. playing for the manager, it's certainly. Like, it's like what I said on the uh, inaugural episode of uh, the, the season, uh, that they yeah. become jaded. Even if you look at um, this this year in general, just the second half of last season, they weren't particularly good. I think they no. were around 11th or something, 10th? I can't remember now. But they hadn't been very good this whole year. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's Spurs chat, but Arsenal chat. Um, yeah, Emery's gone. Emery's out. Emery's, we, uh, it was kind of a weird sort of, non, non, it just sort of happened. It wasn't like a big, yeah. it wasn't big hurrah, hurrah or anything, it was just, oh my God, thank God. Yeah, there was sort of all this talk of like, you know, uh, how long has he got, you know, and turns out it was less than we thought. It was just like, no, he's, you know, he could have lost, like, lost to Frankfurt on the Thursday and then Friday morning, he's yeah. out. He could have like just gone all out. Why didn't he go all out and just play all the attacking? I don't, I just uh, don't understand certain players, managers mentality, I think. Yeah. I think uh, I don't know. Here's a controversial <coughs> hot take. Okay, me. or uh, we should get like a sound I kind sting of think for this. Guardiola aside, a lot of Spanish managers aren't very attacking mind, attack minded. A lot of them are very defensive. <laughs> Sorry, that's the hot take alarm. I think because of Guardiola, like Sp- Spain and Spanish managers, people seem to think they got this reputation. Oh, they're Attacking uh, football, um, yeah. tiki taka. Like, no, no. A lot, lot, lot of them are just very defensive-minded. Uh, you know, pragmatic. And Emery's one, one of those managers. He's yeah. not Guardiola in any way. So no, definitely not. Um, I think he sort of probably did a very good job at tri- making people think he was good because he was at Paris Saint Germain. But you know, anybody, if you've got Neymar and Mbappe and yeah, but even then, people. Were, I think at Paris Saint-Germain were uh, not very happy with sort of the manner of the start of play. A bit more yeah, defensive. I think he f- the, the the players fell out with him or something. Yeah. I think it was a, yeah, it was like a, a kind of a bad atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird kind of non-legacy that he leaves behind. Um, I mean, you know, you can make the argument he wasn't there long enough to really build anything to, that would leave a legacy, but mm. uh, I don't know. It, 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 
it's just been sort of a continuation of how we were under Wenger, really. Like the mm. you know, we've, we've, all the same problems are still there, uh, arguably worse uh, now. And I think it really like hit, losing losing to Frankfurt in the Europa League really was like the final straw because that was like that that was his competition. That was like you know that was the the one thing that he is supposedly like the expert at. And it, you know all we needed was a point and we would have qualified from that match. And uh, yeah, to to end up losing at home, um, in you know, and again, you know, with with him being a specialist in that particular competition was just like, okay, well then there really isn't anything like you know what are we <laughs> what yeah. are we doing here? Like, what else are you offering if you can't if you can't give us this? Like, it, there's nothing else really that you can point to and be like, yeah, but at least I'm you know, at least I I, I give you that. It's, it's mm. nah. No. But yeah, now that we have uh, Jungberg for now, I mean, I don't really want him to stay for too long. Nothing against you personally, but because uh, you know, but um, yeah, I we mean, need a we need a proper coach now. Come on, we do. Yeah, I mean, chop chop chop. He might. If, I don't know. Yeah, they might give him to the end of the season, and you mm. know, so that they can probably pro- wind up properly like, look for for someone. But I worried that we're just gonna drop down into the bottom half oh god we're going to be in a relegation battle and it's going to be great <laughs> yeah yeah we are some Watford and uh, probably Saints um, yeah I so the, yeah so Freddie's first match in charge so yeah uh, Emery was sacked on the uh, on the oh. Friday morning Freddie's first match in charge was uh, on, on Sunday against Norwich and um not much immediate improvement, it has to be said. No, um, not defensively. No, I th- it was a bit of a... He, he sort of picked what arguably is our worst back... Fi- like, our weakest back four, I, I thought. Yeah. Um, it was, so it was, it was Callum Chambers, David Luiz, Mustafi was back, and uh, uh, Saeed Kolasinac. Hmm. Um, and, yeah... I that was a bit of a weird choice for for me. I, uh, given that you know, the, given like who else was available, I know that Hector Bellerin's injured at the moment, but yeah. And he didn't pick uh, Pepe. Everyone everyone was thinking he's going to pick Pepe. He's going to pick Bam. Um, yeah, he did pick a Bam, yeah, but everyone thought yeah. he was going to pick Pepe, but then he kept him on the bench and didn't pick him. Yeah, at all for the game. Yeah, he so, was an unused sub, and he, instead he brought on. Uh, Saka, Martinelli, hmm. and um, was it Torreira? Did he bring on yeah, Torreira? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, not. But I mean, you know, that was his first match. He'd had like you know all of oh day all of yeah all of like just over twenty four hours to yeah to sort of you know do anything. Um, as of this recording, uh, you know we're playing tonight against. Uh, it's Brighton, isn't yeah. it? At home, going to be watching it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, thank you, Amazon. Yeah, thank you, thank free. you, Mr. Bezos. Yay, we um, love you. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yep. lovely boot, lovely boot. Yeah, it's the sound of us uh, licking the licking the corporate boot of Amazon Prime. Um, and that's uh, yeah. So that's that's the. I mean, every every fixture in this sort of midweek block has been broadcast 
simultaneously on Amazon Prime. Um, how do you? How do you, I mean? What what's been your experience of it so yeah, far? Pretty pretty good. I yeah. No no uh, problems apart from maybe you see the usual kind of uh, punditry that you see on BBC yeah. and BBC usual lot Michael Owen Robbie Savage yeah um, I uh, I had the sound turned off for some of the build up to the uh, Spurs United match yesterday and they were talking to Tim Sherwood and Joe Cole it was just like holy shit I don't think I can <laughs> don't think I can handle this level of insight I mean mm. good god <laughs> so who's trying out Cockney one another yeah <laughs> Um, <clears throat> yeah. Then you had Harry Redknapp in the with Berbatov and uh, who else was it? Who else was it? Oh, uh, fucking who was it? Um, oh Schmeichel. Oh yeah, Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel. Do you reckon I, Berbatov looks like he's had hair plugs to me? Because I remember his hairline being way higher when he was a when he was a player. Uh, Possibly. I know he used to wear like a little hairband to keep it mm. out of his face, but it looks like he's, uh, yeah, he's had that sort of like um, that Wayne Rooney yeah. hair transplant thing. I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a quick Google search, but um, yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Bournemouth against Palace, and uh, that was kind of disappointing. Not, yeah, like Bournemouth, yeah. Were, uh, they seem to have run out of ideas. They sort of just got the case of the Arsenal's trying to it's, trying to walk it in. Yeah, it was very weird that like. Because Bournemouth, ever since they got promoted to the Premiership, they have these sort of runs of form where they go hot and cold. Like you know, they'll 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 go and pick up points where you wouldn't necessarily expect them to against big teams. Mm. Um, and then you know, and then, yeah, then they'll go like four or five matches without a win. Um, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely had a he's, he's had a hair plugs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, even when Bournemouth are even when the results aren't going their way, they still at least look good. Like, you know, they're, they're usually sort of still playing well. It's mm. just for whatever reason, it's not coming off for them. But yeah, that Palace match, they just were pretty poor in every respect, I thought. They like, had, it, it, even had a man advantage. Yeah. Just like they couldn't... They had a man advantage and a lot of, pretty much all of Palace's first choice defence was out, wasn't mm. it? Like they were either injured or suspended or whatever. Um, I think I should put the Palace goalkeeper in my fantasy team. He's he, the only one who seems to be getting a clean sheet. He made a lot of saves as well, so it's yeah, yeah, might not be a bad idea. There's um, fantasy pick there, anyway. Yeah, it's a hot, hot fantasy tip. And um, yeah, I was just like, you. I think maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe Josh King is it, I, don't, I think he's injured, right? He's injured. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Dominic Solanke looked rubbish. And uh, yeah, yeah, Solanke just he doesn't seem to trust his instinct to know when to shoot I think he just sort of, he's got like that he's got that Theo Walcott disease where he just takes an extra yeah. touch and then tries to pass it rather than just going for the shot and um, yeah that was the Bournemouth game then I watched um, United Spurs just because of course you got to watch United and Spurs yeah the- although I mean that was you know speaking of like punditry that was a that was a, another double whammy of Clive Tilsley and Glenn Hoddle. Oh yeah, and you gotta like, have you gotta have Andy Townsend. Uh, oh God, you gotta have the the, the, the classic duo. He's yeah, it's true, yeah. Towns, Andy Townsend's just like a 
he's just like a big mouth Billy Bass, but instead yeah. of singing the same song every time, he just says the same cliches. Like Claire was just yeah, well, you know, he's, yeah, just yeah, well, uh, I know it's like you know he's been ill and stuff, and he's had health troubles this year and that, and that's you know that's 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 not nice. I don't wish that on anyone, but fucking hell, is he just one of the worst pundits in terms of like. He just he just mumbles everything, and he's, he's never there's nothing ever, no real insight, and there's no he's just there's never anything controversial. He just thinks everything's good. He just loves everyone, and yeah, it's just it never you know you know what I mean. How, and, how? and then you add to that the fact that he is like properly mental. Like I don't understand yeah. how this isn't a thing that's talked about more. Like Glenn Hoddle is an all-the-way crazy person. He's into all the New Age stuff. He's and... Yeah, exactly. Like, when he was England manager, they had, like, a spiritual advisor or something uh, to help the team, and it's, like... Again, like, he keeps... Every now and then there's always this sort of rumbling that, like, he gets linked with the England job again. And it's just, like, if we all... Again, like, the thing that no one ever talks about, like, the reason he got sacked in the first place was because he genuinely... He believes that disabled people yeah. are disabled because they've committed <laughs> sins in a previous life. Yeah. Like, that's that's what he thinks. Like, he, but people are still like, yeah, but he's like... Shouldn't have. It's... Yeah. Just, yeah. People so are I, still like, yeah, no, but he can. He knows what he's doing. It's I, just like... I know this is like... Back in the nineties, but I don't even was he in a press conference when he said it or I think so, yeah. It was it was an interview or something. It wasn't like it wasn't like a thing where someone had caught him out. Like it was it was it was it was just a thing that he said. Like it wasn't like a it's not like a gotcha moment or something that was taken out of context. It was like no, he said that and he really thinks it. Mm. Um so yeah, I d I I've got very limited patience for, for Glenn Hoddle. Um uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I saw the uh, second half of Liverpool Everton, which I think I missed. It was it was kind of um, yeah. I think the game had already been sort of. Uh, I watched the f- I, yeah. I watched the, the the first half. Basically, I watched the Liverpool Spurs match to not Liverpool, the United Spurs match to a half time, and then just mm. switched over to the uh, Merseyside derby. It was great um, during the United game. Goldbridge, our favourite. Um, oh, of course, yeah, Van Goldbridge, yeah. Obviously outraged, but mm. uh, VAR didn't didn't. He was going. He was talking about head, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. It's touched his shoulder. Yeah, but it's like it's not. They can't. They wouldn't be able to give a clear enough ruling on it. Like because I, I did like obviously I saw that because that was in the first half and it was right at the end. I even, I even, I, I, I called it. I said like it because United hadn't really been taking any of their chances. I was like right before half time or you know mm. just before half time. Spurs are going to pull one back, and it's going to it's going to be one all as they go in. Um, yeah, and then sure enough, Deli Ali does that outrageous bit of skill and and scores a brilliant goal. But yeah, there's this whole thing where like the ball looks like it's rolling up his body and mm. touches his arm, but it's like I don't know. I, as I was watching it, I couldn't really see. There wasn't an angle that showed it clearly enough to mm. conclusively be like, yeah, it's touched his arm. Because for one thing, his arm is like tight to his body yeah. like it's it's right against it like so there's nothing he couldn't there's not like he could do anything about it i know like the i think the the rule has changed whether it's like you know it's like whether it's intentional or not now the whatever whatever but yeah i i don't i i think i think var got that one right but obviously uh you know that's <laughs> 
that's one man's opinion and uh, Goldbridge is you know we all, we all we always defer to Goldbridge the smartest man in the yeah. world it's like it's not VAR because v, VAR seems everyone every other league in Europe seems to be doing okay with it I yeah. mean it's just the fact that in England the referees are crap I think yeah it's it's a bunch of sort of very old very stubborn old men um, yeah. that yeah are just I, they're making you could make the argument that it's, they're will, yeah, they're willfully kind of not going along with it, or yeah. they don't want to learn how to use it or whatever. But it, yeah, I think it's 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 the people using the technology. You are you are right. Um, it's like blaming the car when it's uh, the person driving the car. Yeah, it's uh, like you said. It's in every other sort of major league in Europe, and also just ev- like every other major sport has some version of a, like a you know a yeah. video referee. Um, so it, it's, you know, this isn't a thing that's unique to football. It's mm. just, we've got some crusty ass refs that need to, yeah. need to get their shit together. Um, I'm looking for the day when we just don't have refs. It is just going to be like a robot or a camera just, that just pans around the. Yeah. Yeah. Ref bot. Yeah. Ref bot 2000. Ref bot 2000. Yeah. I'm not waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> All the players just have a mutiny and they start kicking it and they just, they just yeah. destroy it with bats and things. <laughs> and it's just yeah. The the ref bot's just showing like it's trying to show the red card, but every, like everyone there's just too many people beating it up to hmm. for anyone to care. Just a big dog pile on ref bot. Poor ref bot. <laughs> um Yeah, so that was I do we we didn't really talk much else about the uh, the Norwich match. We, oh yeah, we well, drew. We drew two all. Yeah, we, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of because um, I was in the garden when it was on doing clearing up leaves and shit. Mm. But um, yeah, and I've just watched it on my phone. And it was just like yeah, typical kind of Arsenal defending. Uh, Pookie hadn't scored in like two three months and had to be against Arsenal. And then yeah, then he set up their other one. There um, was another. Um, VAR decision where Bamiyang initially missed his penalty and then they had to have it taken again because several players were in the box. I think, yeah, and it's like the the Norwich player that was like furthest forward is the one that cleared it away after Tim Krull saved. So, yeah, yeah, they had to retake it and then he, then he scored and then he told Tim Krull to shut up because <laughs> Tim Krull does all that, <laughs> all that Bruce Grovelar stuff of yeah. like jumping around and making weird faces to try and psych out the uh, whoever's taking the penalty, um, and that shit might work on Marcus Rashford, but not on uh, not on Pierre, not on yeah. uh, not on Uber. But well, um, not the second time anyway. It seems to be from what I've been following on all the uh, silly Arsenal fan accounts, they seem to be very anti Lacazette right now. They don't um, seem to be a fan of him. Um, hmm. Don't want him playing in away games because he's taking up space for Aubameyang. And it's Mm-mm. not particularly uh, balancing the team or whatever. I, I don't really agree with. That. I think they play well together. I think that's yeah. been proven that they, they play well together. They've got like a pretty, you know, when it works, um, as with everything Arsenal related, when it does come off, they got a pretty neat little partnership there where they can, mm. they know, they seem to know where the other one's going to be. They can feed them through. It seems to be a weird, I don't know. Weird sort of camps. There's like the pro Xhaka, pro Ozil, <laughs> and there's like the pro 
uh, Lacazette types. Yeah. And they're all just squabbling with each other online. It's really cringe and uh, yeah. typical football banter, just like... Oh, that yeah, so that was the other big, like, Freddy uh, thing that, yeah, started with Xhaka and mm. Ozil uh, in the same team. It was Xhaka's first league game back since he uh, fell out with the, all of the fans. Um, yeah, uh, I don't... I'm trying to think if he played particularly well. There's nothing... This is obviously a few well, days ago. I, I can't really think of anything in particular that... no. He I don't did. think he did anything. I looked at the highlights and he didn't really show up. And yeah, it's just I don't I know. I think there's like one tackle he made. Um, that was, you know. I think unfortunately we're just gonna the, come January. I just I don't know whether we're gonna have to have a big haul out again and or yeah. try and make up some money and try and get some defenders because that's what we really need. I mean, I, I, yeah, he's not. Jack is not better. Than Guendouzi, and he's not no. better than Torreira. No. So why? I, yeah, why keep him? I, he's been given chance after chance. He's been there for long enough that if he was going to, if he was going to get good, he would have gotten there by now. Yeah. Um, there were people having a go at him because after the Frankfurt game, he was like shaking hands with players, the opposition. Like, what? <laughs> What's what, why people, is that people, bad? I like don't what? Know. people will find anything, will find anything to uh, get annoyed about. Well, they know. think it's they think it's wrestling. Like they're yeah. supposed to just hate everyone that they're yeah. against. Like what? you go up and punch them like Roy Keane. Yeah, you go up and yeah, exactly. start a fight. I don't know. I did see a brilliant uh, Roy Keane thing being shared on Facebook by someone I know that's a Man United fan, saying that um, that uh, you know Delict is. Uh, captain of his team and he's 19 years old and he's making a modest wage and uh, then you go and look at you know United and you've got Marcus Rashford and uh, Jesse Lingard who wants to become an Instagram influencer and it's just like yes these two situations are the same Roy Keane that is yeah. that is, uh, yes that's it's interesting that like Roy Keane was clearly like beaten up by his dad so much as a kid that it's just like you know how like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys is deaf in one ear because his dad hit him in the head when he was a mm. kid, and it's like I feel like it's the same thing with Roy Keane except like his like brain fell out of his ear or something like part of his part of like one of his lobes or something just fell out of his ear and yeah. uh, and he's just like that now like he can't he can't help it he's just like that uh, yeah that very um, old school very eighties uh, and nineties mentality of even older generation of footballers who just like that's all they're about being hard yeah don't don't matter matter about anything else you don't need to score goals or yeah anything you just just kick 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 the shit out of people and um yeah just a real fucking just a relic a fucking there's an antique of a different era of football that's like do you kind of wonder would he still be in the top would he still be playing for united in this day and age no way no, he's too much of a liability. Like the the way that the game is played now, he's just too much of a liability. Like, and not just because he'd be get, like getting sent off. Like the types of tackles that he'd be making would more often than not probably injure because he'd be stretching that much more because players are so much fitter and run that much faster now. He'd probably be injuring himself as much as he would mm. other players um, by flying in and making the type of tackles that he used to. So he wouldn't ever. He'd never be fully fit for a whole season. I don't think. There's um Paul Scholes apparently made a criticism 
Oh, yeah. Jumberg, because he didn't wear a suit. Yes. Even though during the game he wore a tracksuit, because before the game he was wearing a grey jumper, and it's like, oh, no, it's not very professional, is it? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, Paul Scholes, when he was uh, first older manager, was wearing just a fucking, like... Yeah. Like a zip zip up sweater thing. Yeah, he's wearing like a fleece. Yeah. With just a like a collared shirt underneath it. It's just like I yeah. You know players, no, it's different roles, different roles just for United players. Mind blowing. Just really just yeah, just a staggering level of but stupidity. It's I think because it, yeah, there is there's this weird sort of thing at the moment where it's like I don't think anyone really thinks that Freddie Lundberg is the like the man for the no. job long term I haven't really heard anyone earnestly making that argument but there is this whole thing where there's like a there's a particular type of pundit where like Paul Scholes was saying that and Chris Sutton Chris Sutton Mm. was also saying that he's you know like you know making a big point of being like he he shouldn't be uh, given the job full time and again it's just like okay yeah he should, and no one's on the other side of that like he was presenting it as like you know in yeah. that Chris Sutton way of like he's the only one that's smart enough to have thought of this point that oh yeah maybe <laughs> maybe the guy that hasn't managed a club professionally in his career yet shouldn't be given mm. the job of managing this uh, this this team uh, but yeah he's just yeah he was just doing that whole Chris Sutton thing of like you know he doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the, and you know. And, 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 yeah. What was uh, oh Goldbridge? Oh, we talk about Goldbridge. Talk about Goldbridge again, because um, oh yeah, he's going. He's flip flopping so much from being Ollie out to not being Ollie out, and because uh, yesterday and the day before, he was like talking about Pochettino. He wants wants Pochettino at United. And then he's, and then just because United won last night, it's all back to it didn't happen. It was just, yeah, yep. Ollie's great. We love Ollie, great. He is all those people, <laughs> all those haters out there. Shame on you. He is. He's got that sort of that Donald Trump thing yeah. where it's like every now and then Trump will just tweet, just, like just context free, just for no reason. He'll just tweet like no collusion or presidential harassment or something. And like yesterday, Goldbridge just tweeted. He just tweeted the word potch. Yeah, with like three different like the red black the red black and white like yeah, color emojis next to it and that was it that was the tweet it's just like okay so what does that mean like and he's all like oh all those all those haters of uh ollie ollie uh the, shame on you you're you know stick with the club stick with their manager it's like you were you was literally saying yeah not you want poch you like, want pochettino yeah uh he's uh several other uh Bring it back to Arsenal. Several new managers have been rumoured. We have yeah. Diego Simeone now. I was just going to, before uh, we get back to the Arsenal manager, I was going to uh, talk for, because uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I saw his uh, like pre-match interview last night. He has, he's aged like 20 years since he took the United yeah. job. Like he looks so much older now than he did like a year ago when he took the job. It's crazy. Like yeah. he looks... He now looks like the guy in a zombie movie that pretends he hasn't been bitten. It's like, it's like when a, it's like when, um, uh, never mind. I was going to talk when someone's been like, um, mind had their head there, sort of like, uh, what's it? Is it called uh, MK Ultra or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're like, just completely like. 
dead inside. It's yeah. Something happened, like they've become like a part of a, I don't know, become a famous actor and all of a sudden they're just completely different. Yeah, he's like, he's he's got huge like dark rings under his eyes. His cheeks are all like drawn in. Like he looks a lot like thinner. Skin kind of looks all weird and sallow, like he's not eating properly. It, it his hair looks a lot thinner than it did a year ago. Like, he, like I said, it, it's like the job is like killing him from the inside out. It looks like, um, and uh, and you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the so the 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 big the big question is that yeah. So we've sort of we've talked about it before a, a few times, but. Uh, yeah, the 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 new kind of crop of managers that are now being linked with with Arsenal. So we've um, had. So Simeone was was Simeone uh, Allegri. Uh, Allegri um, keeps coming up. Marcelino, who was at Valencia. Hmm. Um, I think he might be somewhat. Uh, I think that I think they might be looking at like a sort of cheap option, someone like Marcelino. Yeah. If you went for someone like Allegri or uh, Pochettino, you'd be have to spend like a. Few a few million to bring them in. And, yeah, because uh, they're going to want to bring in all their uh, yeah. all of their like backroom staff and everything. So it's I mean that's probably going to happen with whoever they choose. But yeah, those guys, you know, their guys aren't going to be cheap. So it, yeah, it is going to be an extra few million at least. But um, um <clears throat> it would be interesting to have uh, Diego Simeone because he's mental and yeah, uh, we'd, we'd be we play ugly. Wouldn't play like Vengable, but we'd be. Real hard nut defensive team, and uh, it is yeah. I mean, that, extremely compact. That like, might be what's needed, just yeah. to sort of swing completely, just to take that pendulum completely the other way from what it has been. Mm. I mean, you, I don't know. It would be kind of sad to lose that style of play that's become so sort of synonymous with the club. But it, just, like I said, just in the interest of balancing it out, because we just seem to be getting worse and worse mm. defensively. There's just all these individual errors that happen every single week. There's no sense of unity hmm. uh, or kind of shape in whatever combination defense we, you know, whether we go with a back three or a back four. Hmm. Um, there's always just these fucking huge gaps that end up like popping up, um, yeah. or we give away like a stupid penalty or something. And it's just, yeah. So uh, yeah, that sort of thing would would definitely you feel would have to be like the first thing. That he'd he'd be working on if uh, if he was to come in. Bring in bring in some of those Atletico players like um, <coughs> I don't know, uh, I, any of them really. Uh, Sao Niguez, mm. uh, Thomas Party, or Thomas Party, uh, Jimenez, uh, yeah, Uruguayan. He's quite a good defender. Or Black, good goalkeeper. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Well, I gotta but, say, um, I, I, Ben Leno, I feel like is yeah, coming into his own a little become, bit. He's got the most saves so far out of. Yeah, the Premier League goalkeepers, but that's you know because he's he, Arsenal, he has to. <laughs> Arsenal's defense is atrocious. Yeah, but, yeah he's been of, keeping us in game, especially against Norwich. Yeah, he made some some yeah. really good saves. Um, yeah, I feel like he's he is kind of coming into his own a bit. Um, mm. I, I had my doubts about him uh, as a as a first choice goalkeeper um, to begin with, but he does seem to be. He's sort of like we said, he's. he's <laughs> basically being forced to kind of hold his own because he cannot rely on the defence. Um, it would be funny if we got Diego Costa. Not very oh likely, but... God. Yeah, someone like that, just a real nasty scrap. Just a real if we had Simeone. Like, but, yeah, I think Simeone would be interesting out of all of them, but... Yeah. 
I did joke in the, in the chat there was this manager in Italy. I think he's Croatian, I think. Zdenek Zeman. But he's 72 mm. now, but he was oh, very well. well known for his ultra-attacking mm. tactics. He didn't care about defense. He just was famous for 4-3-3. It was just ultra-attacking. <laughs> Everyone forward in the box. Yeah. But he, unfortunately, he wasn't very successful. Huh. <laughs> I think the highest, the biggest club huh. he managed was Roma yeah. for a bit, and he didn't last long. But uh, yeah, he was just like a complete ultra attacking. I was like, that would be fun. That but, would be cool. Just like a like a FIFA style. Yeah. Just yeah, constant all out attack. Um. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, it'd never be boring. But. But we need someone who's got ideas and he's young and stuff. Well, you know, sexy, not, not yes. too young, sexy not too manager. Old. Yeah, you know Arteta, you know something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a handsome man. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean Arteta is one of the names that keeps coming up. I mean, he's but he needs. I think he needs to go like Lampard. He needs to go either to the Championship or somewhere. Yeah, he needs to he actually can... take control of a club himself. He's been yeah. working under Pep as a coach for for a couple of years, but yeah, again, I don't think just stepping into a job like this as his first one is not not the way to do it mm. um, and yeah Vieira is another name I mean he's that's probably the one I least want because he's not doing not Nice aren't doing particularly great at the moment yeah yeah I don't I well yeah I was going to say maybe me in terms of like the the ones I least I, I would say Henri because his well, uh, yeah. he's not a good manager um, as great as he wants as a player he's mm. yeah really really not uh not proven himself as a manager just yet. So, yeah, I don't know. I th- my top pick would still be uh, Ancelotti, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, because I think Napoli aren't doing... I think he's, he's become one of those things where during his time at a club, they sort of drop down. Mm. Napoli are sort of like seventh, I think, now. Mm. They're not in the Hmong top four. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nap- someone like um, Ancelotti, I would... Because he's probably the second closest to Wenger in terms of football yeah, philosophy. Exactly. Yeah, I think. He, yeah, and he's he's you know proven at this level. I mean, he's won pretty much everything there is to win. Yeah. Um, including you know including the Premiership. You know, he ha- he has won the league in uh, in England. So it's yeah. I, he he would be my my first yeah. choice. Or uh, yeah, Rafa Benitez is another one that you know keeps coming up. I mean, again, you know he. A safe pair of hands. I feel like he'd do he'd do a good job. Yeah. Um, but it's whether you know. I, I would imagine the fact that he's in China probably means that he is making a ridiculous amount of money. He just lives in a fucking house made of gold, <laughs> um, probably. So it, yeah, I, I, admit, I don't see that. But gets a lovely view of the smog. Of, yeah, all <laughs> all the pollution. Yeah, yeah. great. Um. Yeah, so that's. Uh, was there anything else Arsenal news related that we got to uh, we got to cover? Um, um, no, I think that's most of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the match tonight, you got prediction on the well, score. I still think, unfortunately, it'll probably be another like two-two draw. Um, yeah. Uh, it really depends who who he picks tonight, but because um, Brighton. Do organise themselves pretty well defensively, don't they? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, yeah, I, I've, maybe maybe one nil mm. to Arsenal, but then I, but then 
I don't know. I don't really see us keeping a clean sheet either. So, yeah. Well, I just had a quick look at um, Google for news, and Marcelino apparently is a rumor for Everton because they're not doing very well right now. But um... yeah, Silver. I, I feel like Silver might be confirmed as sacked as we're recording because he's not. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but it's like one of those things where it's like. Just you could waiting. just see last. I saw it last night. We just sort of stood there at the touch on touch hey, line, just sort of like, sad. yeah, it's over now. Yeah. Oh well. Um. Yeah, I'm just seeing if there's any. Uh... Seemed like a nice guy, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he'll probably be back off to Watford, won't he? Um. Oh my god. So yeah, just seeing like, this. <laughs> this thing on the BBC Sport website about the uh, the Italian newspaper. Had uh, Black Friday as their oh, headline, um, which uh, yeah, Black Friday, and then there's just a there's a picture of uh, Romelu Lukaku and Chris Smalling, two uh, two black players. Yeah, he's been doing. Um, they're calling him Smaldini in uh, in Italy because he's doing quite well. But it's like yeah, but yeah. It, I mean, to be fair, Serie A is like it's nowhere near the Premier League. Of course, yeah. he's doing all right. I mean. Like Mkhitaryan got a goal again for Roma, mm. so they're in, they're sort of in in the in amongst the top four now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but it's, it's Italy. I mean, it's not the same. Yeah, and it's racist as hell. Yeah, um, it's not. It's, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, man. That is depressing. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, <sighs> So the game tonight, and then what about the? Because there's so many fixtures at the moment. And then this this weekend, it's who is it? Is someone? Because oh, we got we got some really big matches coming up, haven't we? Let's have a quick look. West Ham. Then we've got Standard Liège in the Prem in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. And then Man City. That's a new Ed City coming up soon. And then we got Everton and Bournemouth and Chelsea yeah. and United, January first. Wow. Then Fuck. we got to play Leeds in the FA Cup, uh, and uh, Palace and yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, so we got to we got to get some points before we play City because I do kind of feel well. like I want I just don't want to qualify for the next round of the Europa League. Mm. I just want to get out of there. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If we're not, if yeah, if we're playing like we are at the moment, we're clearly not going to win it. It's just, I, yeah, I'd rather just focus on trying think, not to be too embarrassed in the league. I guess. Yeah, I would rather. I'd rather we just got out of there as soon as we could. But um, anyway, um, well, this has been a. I can't think of anything. Um, oh. Well, yeah, I was going to... Um, it's just been rather kind of shitty couple months, really. Yeah. It's all just season's completely gone the pot already. It's Yeah, it's 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 a tough <laughs> tough time uh, for for Arsenal. And usually this doesn't happen until later on in the season. Yeah. Like, uh, it's happened early. Sky News had to um, awkwardly ask Brendan Rodgers whether he would consider leaving Leicester, who are now second in the league. <laughs> yeah. That's- Do you want to go to Arsenal? It's like, come on. And people online are like, yeah, let's do it a better team, but Arsenal is a bigger club. And I'm like, 
I, Leicester, kind of, Leicester literally have won the league yeah. more times in Who's the last won the 10 league years. Most recently? That, yeah, yeah they've, they've won more league titles in the last 10 years than Arsenal have. Like, it's, come it's, on. I think some people, I, unfortunately, even me included, kind of getting a bit hard to accept that Arsenal aren't the big team that they were. Yeah. And uh, we're going to probably have to um, grind for the next few years, kind of like Liverpool did. Yeah, before. definitely. I think it is going to be like a situation like that where it's, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a sort of struggle in limbo for the next, the next few seasons. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, there's just so much that needs working on and it's going to, it is going to take a long time. Uh, and meanwhile, you know, life, moves on around us and yeah. you know other teams get better and better and some teams get worse but it's yeah we are going to have to it's that painful thing like we are going to have to watch some teams kind of zoom past us uh, on the way to the top and yeah that's probably Leicester's probably one of them at the moment at least I mean Wolves been slowly yeah joined, joined the top six now recently I think yeah Wolves are, yeah I think they're they're up to they're up to fifth now I think aren't they hmm. um and they're, you know, they're doing better in the Europa League than we are. Um, it, like he was another one, um, Nuno Esperanto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that there was a, a thing where it was like, yeah, if, if Wolves let him talk to Arsenal, then he's one that Arsenal are quite keen to get as a replacement. Maybe do it. I don't know. Again, it's like he'd have mm. to sort of abandon everything he's built at Wolves, who are currently yeah. doing better than we are. So I don't know whether he'd, it, you know, it's sort of whether he wants that challenge and whether the money that we're going to offer him is going to make it worth it for him or not. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you feel that. I mean, he'd be a good fit in terms of like the you know the way he gets the way he has Wolves organised defensively. Um, there is just a lot more solidarity with the way they defend and everything. So it, it, you know, if we could get. Some of that, something like that, at least. Yeah. Um, that would be a step in the right direction. But yeah, damn. So it's been a rather gloomy Christmas. Gloomy Arsenal news. Yeah, it's been quite long Arsenal news. Well, we there was a lot that's happened yeah. since we last recorded. So it's yeah. Um, shall we? Uh, do you want to sort of wrap? Because we had to rather abruptly end our uh, Star Wars discussion. Um, should we save that for its own episode, yeah. or should we, should we sort of wrap that up now? We could, uh, we could do a bit of both. I don't, don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do a sort of um, mini chat, and then whatever. Yeah, because we didn't. Uh, I I didn't even mention the fact that I was uh, I was in a I was on a, a, a like a Star Wars uh, like role playing podcast, like basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but for Star Wars. Hmm. Which I think I've mentioned on here before. But yeah, the Pretending with Dice podcast. Um, I got to play uh, a little alien man um, that was part of the the campaign. Uh, it's called yeah Tempest Squadron. It was a lot of fun. You can go back and listen to those episodes. I think they're all on YouTube as well. You can listen to them on on YouTube or download those those podcast episodes. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. And it was fun to kind of like play around in the in the Star Wars universe, um, making you know. Um, jerking off jokes and stuff. That was yeah. Excuse me. I mean, where shall we start with Star Wars? Um, um 
So st- still haven't watched any of The Mandalorian. No, I've uh, Baby Yoda. But I've seen like clips on YouTube and yeah, it's all become a meme now. Everything's a meme. Yeah. It's kind of depressing now. Everything becomes has to become a meme now. But And not just that, it has to be run into the fucking ground. Um, yeah. Like, you, everyone just has to keep... If Yeah, if something kind of becomes cool or popular, it's just like, we've just got to suck every fucking drop that we can out of it and then move on to something else because, I don't know, that's just the way culture works now. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. What? Uh... Need to uh, oh dear um um so did it so yeah I'm trying to think what we didn't what what didn't we talk about well we were mostly um, talking about prequels and um, it yeah was missed- so we didn't really talk that much about the new ones I feel like yeah so like the yeah Force Awakens. I mean, I, yeah, I enjoyed Force Awakens a lot. Um, it yeah, was, yeah. It, I, you know, I mean, just... I, I do sort of. I was talking shit about a lot about um, JJ. <coughs> yeah. I mean, it was, Jar Jar Abrams. I just, you know, I just think it's a bit too um, emphasis on fast action rather than like building a world. Yeah. And characters. I th- and yeah, I think that's that's fair. But it was, I don't know, it was just nice to yeah, go see yeah. a new Star Wars film and not be disappointed by it, you know mm. what I mean? It's just like, it's, oh, this is like competently made and yeah. I, I, mean, I, I of, like these yeah. characters. It was sort of, as long as it was just good. Yeah. If it, as long as it, yeah. He did all the stuff that he had to do right. The bar had it, been set so just, low that, like, yeah, like I, I mean, said, just doing everything competently was enough. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, then you got Rogue One, which I think is probably I think we're in agreement that that's yeah. probably our favorite of the uh, of this like new set of Star Wars films. Yeah, that was the um the thing because I've I haven't really talked about, it, but um I used to watch um Red Letter Media all the time because they did those prequel reviews that they really went into detail. I've heard about really them. these a lot, but I've never actually but, like, seen. But um, that's when I sort of um went off them because they really went in on Rogue One. They really, oh, really like they have this series called Half in the Half in the Bag. It's like a a thing they do. Um, but they they uh, they really really went in on Rogue One. I was just like, this is it's not that bad. It's it's yeah. pretty good. I mean, it's not hundred percent perfect. I mean, but. He had to go through several rewrites and reshoots, which is unfortunate, but I would have liked I to have seen what Gareth Edwards would have wanted to do originally, yeah. but... A lot, not- but that is, like, a common thing now with a lot of, like, those big movies. They do they do reshoot a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but people were acting like, ooh, troubled production, like, you know, mm. they've had to reshoot, and it's just sort of like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think Gareth Edwards envisioned a much darker... Uh, kind of version of that story, but it is st- it does still manage to be quite kind of bleak, and there's there's real stakes because like you don't know you don't know if any of these characters are going to survive, and a lot of them don't. Hmm. Um, and it's you know it's just like a real it is it, yeah it's sort of more like a it is more like a real kind of war film hmm. than uh, than a it's a a regular wars film, not just a Star Wars film. Um, so that's something to think about. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I really liked uh, Rogue One. I thought it, that's how I want Star Wars to be portrayed a bit more. Yeah. A bit more on the grittier side. But, um, and I think it did a good job of explaining why the you know why the Death Star was built with this you know with this one weakness you know it sort of it it did kind of a because that's like a thing that always gets brought up by nerds and whatever you you know I feel like there's just like a million things of people that have like you know watched Clerks once and just like oh you know what's weird about Star Wars is yeah. that uh, you know, and it, like yeah those those types of guys which you know you could argue that that's what we're doing now but. Uh, Two white guys in a pocket. Yeah, you know we're cool. They say, but yeah, so I I felt I I felt satisfied that that was that was all kind of explained and it made sense within the world and stuff that there was this this sort of uh, self destruct button kind of hidden within the Death Star because the guy who made it was being forced to do it and yeah. I like the um, I like all the bits of the uh, the Empire, especially with the um, yeah. Talking, even though it was a CG, I didn't really care. I, was, I thought it was fine. The yeah. talking and the um, Krennic, the two, um, the yeah, yeah ben, Krennic wanting, ben Mendelsohn wanting to have more control and take credit for uh, creating the weapon. Yeah, and uh, you know, all the Darth Vader scenes are pretty great. It's only like two, but yeah, they're pretty great scenes. Um, I like all the stuff of the Empire mostly, and um, I just uh, one thing I could complain about in Star Wars movies in general is okay. how they keep making stormtroopers really shit. Yeah, um, stormtroopers are just really bad. I feel like they've always been kind yeah. of shit, but yeah, now it's kind of like it. it now it was like before they, it was just sort of earnest, you know. Uh, and now it's kind of like a winking, like yeah. oh, oh, these guys are shit. There's right? a there's <laughs> a bit apparently in the Mandalorian where um, there's a stormtrooper right there, and he shoots and he misses him completely. Wow! That this 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 stormtrooper misses the Mandalorian. He's right point blank in front of him, and he misses him. Cool. Like that's the there's a there's a joke, a wink and a nod, because how bad stormtroopers are at aiming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I understand. I understand the reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like you need them to be a a little bit threatening and good at what they're doing. Yeah, because again, it's like stakes. you just sort of. Yeah, because it's just you like. If the, you're introduced to a scene and it's they're supposed to be kind of like it's supposed to be tense because there's a bunch of stormtroopers, you're instinctively just going to be like, oh well, that's fine. They'll get out of it because it's only stormtroopers. But if it's stormtroopers plus another like character from the Empire or whatever, you're kind of like, ah well, they are going to get caught or someone's going to get killed because there's a non-stormtrooper character with them. So yeah, it's sort of it, it's a bit lame that that's kind of become such a thing they made a, a game recently i think it's just called uh it's a vr game where it's, I think it's called vader immortal something like that and it's sort of it's pretty um, metal sounding i don't think i don't know what the character's name is but you just sort of like you're um you're the descendant of some uh, tribe of people who had access to um it's called the life star and darth vader wants it so he can bring back padme okay <laughs> It's like, this is part of, is this part of canon now? Yeah, that's... This is a official Star Wars game. Where, yeah, that sounds pretty lame. Yeah. And of course, not, obviously Darth Vader isn't going to die. He's on um, that... Mustafa, the uh, planet where he gets burnt up and he has his castle in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, volcano planet. Yeah. Like, he lives there and apparently this planet was uh, like a... a 
it was a planet with these people on who had a, a life star, but then a life star that determines the death star. Yeah. Friend, tick 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 oh, tock. God. Oh and man! Yeah, and because uh, there's a bit Shout where you're to my sort of Saint Anger fans. Oh god! Um, <laughs> there's a bit in the game where um, you're sort of sneaking round and you're in some ventilation and you see Darth Vader takes his helmet off and he's got like a a thing oh, like cool. he's, he's looking at with Padme on it and he starts, oh my god takes his helmet off he's like, jerking it he's like Padme he's just like, yeah just starts fapping. <laughs> Man, that's uh, yeah. That I that's sounds I love, pretty lame. That's what I love about Wikipedia. We didn't talk about Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yeah. Like they really go into detail on Darth Vader's suit. That yeah. Like, I appreciate the hustle. You know, people out there just like giving you every function of Darth Vader's buttons. Yeah, all of those weird buttons that look fake as hell. Yeah. It's just like, oh, actually, it, uh, yeah, this keeps his balls cool. Um, it's pretty. Yeah, great stuff. I'm just gonna take a very brief break. And we're back. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Wikipedia is like the uh, that, as the name suggests, it's like a Wikipedia specifically for for Star Wars, and it is boy, is it it is exhaustive. Like you were saying, it's everything, every possible crumb of knowledge uh, that you could expect to to find about the Star Wars universe is there. Mm. Um, I mean, I love that they've got dedicated uh pages and articles there for the various fictional genres of music that exist within the Star Wars universe the one of the most famous being uh jizz jizz is the uh that's the i think that's what the that's what the band the like you know figuring figuring Dan and the modal nodes uh play at the Moss Eisley Cantina that's that's what they play like a you know, is it spelled J I Z Z? Yep, yep. Oh, great. It's how it sounds. It's jizz. It's uh, yeah. I thought so, they'd give it like a Star Warsy spelling. Like, <laughs> like Kashik is free wise. I thought maybe they'd yeah, free wise jizz jizz jizz. Nope, just j- uh, just jizz, baby. <laughs> just jizz. <coughs> yeah. I always wonder how I'd fare in Star Wars universe. Yeah. uh... I feel like I uh, would be dead, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably I'd have to be inscripted into be a stormtrooper or something. Yeah, yeah, but I'm such a coward and I'm in such bad physical shape. I don't think they'd have me. Yeah, um, it's like because I'm English, so therefore you're going to be in the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to be a bad guy um, if you're yeah if you're English or Australian. But, it's yeah. But Ray's English. Mm, is she? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Any excuse to talk about Daisy Ridley? Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm such a simp for Daisy Ridley. D- yeah, Daisy, if you're listening, come on the show. Yeah. Uh, I come in my promise room. Promise you don't. Do- <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now, hey now, come on. It's not that kind of show. Uh, yeah. Um, I I promise to. I promise that Lawrence won't be allowed to touch you if uh, if you come on the show. Uh, she uh, recently did a photo shoot for uh, GQ. She looks very nineties. Everyone does. That's the that's everyone's fashion back. cyclical now. So it's yeah, it's uh, that's why like you know like Billie Eilish and stuff wears like baggy t shirts oh and whatever. Oh my god, she, she didn't know who Van Halen was, she dude. Does, she doesn't know who Van Halen was. Like 
One thing that does annoy me about that is that, and, and a lot of stuff like this now, because everyone is so online, um, is that like the 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 reaction to it kind of goes to because of course what Billy why would Billie Eilish know who Van Halen like she, yeah. there's no reason that she should like that you know she <laughs> she's she was born was she born after nine eleven or and like probably a, she's seventeen yeah so so there's no probably reason, born around that time yeah there's no reason for her to know who Van Halen are hmm. um. But it, you know, there is obviously there's that sort of like that middle-aged dude kind of boomer mentality of like, oh my god, she doesn't know who Van Halen are, and it means that the opposite reaction that has to be like, uh, yeah, because Van Halen suck. And the truth is, Van Halen fucking rule. Um, like you know, I'm, I, I can, I, I, you know, I'm of the opinion that yes, Billie Eilish shouldn't know who Van Halen are, and that's fine. Yeah. But there's no need for Van Halen to get hurt in this as a result of her not more, knowing it, who they are. Like is it for, more the fans or just people online who have to generate engagement? I think that's what it is. But I see a lot of people, like a lot of people that I follow on Twitter being like, you know, Van Halen, like I'm jealous of Billie Eilish. Like yeah. she's lucky Van Halen suck. And it's just like, like I've seen that a lot of because people I follow, they're all like edgy contrarian types. Mm. And they're like, yeah, I'd I'd kill Baby Yoda, I'd kick his ass. I mean, yeah, I I it's personally like, find that funny. Watch but. out! <laughs> I actually I did unfollow someone yesterday for uh, um, I don't should I name names? I don't know. You don't. Have oh, fuck to. it, Connor Golden. I unfollowed Connor Golden uh, yesterday because he uh, was posting some very bad takes about uh, Neil Young, and he basically. He tweeted some shit about Neil Young and then he sort of followed it up with a tweet saying, Neil Young, Bob Dylan and Tom Petty all suck. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I can't... There's only a certain amount of this kind of like... Because sometimes when people come up with those like insanely kind of spicy contrarian hmm. takes, it is... Again, you know, I'm a big enough person to, even if I don't agree with it, I can see the funny side. Like, hmm. there's... Uh, I, did you follow uh, Matty Talks? Yeah. On Twitter? So... A while ago, he tweeted uh, that Everlong by the Foo Fighters is better than anything Kurt Cobain ever wrote, and I was like, "I mean, that's is that is that just obviously?" I mean, he might actually think that. I don't know. He's he's a big uh, Grateful Dead fan, I, so I, I, you know, take from that what you will. He's a big Fish like you know jam band guy, so it might be that he genuinely doesn't like Nirvana. But I saw that, and I was I was just like, "I'm a big fan of this take." Like, even though I don't agree with it, like it's still like. That is still that's a hell of an opinion to have, and I respect mm. it. But uh, but yeah, people just being like Van Halen suck. It's like, come on, man. Like David Lee Roth is a fucking genius. Like like le- legitimately, like he's he's incredible. <laughs> and like you know, tunes like Unchained and Panama. Like you know, everyone Jump is like the obvious one. But like, you know, mm. there's like early Van Halen uh, albums, and like those sort of early tunes that are kind of heavier and more guitar driven. That shit fucking rules. It's kind of a shame in many ways that we don't have that kind of rock band anymore. Bands that are, rock bands that are kind of fun, in yeah. a sense. All rock bands these days have to be extremely serious and yeah. Like, where's all the fun gone in rock these days? It's man? very true. Yeah, there, there is. There's, yeah, there's no none of that kind of middle ground anymore. It is like it's either just like kind of ridiculously kind of light and inconsequential and just you know just pap or it's incredibly serious and I, yeah no one seems like they're having any fun and it's very dense and it's just kind of like uh, yeah 
Yeah. I like how apparently Billy, I keep thinking the name's Billy Elliot. It's, yeah, Billy. Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot, yeah. Billy Elliot. Yeah. Uh, the she, dancer. She got, she's in the, alter, she was in some award category for alternate music. Oh, she, yeah, she won the, is it the American Music Awards, yeah. the AMA, she won for Best Alternative Rock. And she's like, like, <laughs> just because she has green hair, therefore, yeah. she she's, she's alternative. Yeah, that is, uh, I remember like, Years ago, when I was a teenager, and I still I still had my subscription to Kerrang magazine. Mm. Uh, one year at the Brits, uh, Kerrang was sponsoring the uh, best rock category because it's Kerrang magazine. Obviously, you know there's, there's, yeah. there's, that's the authority on on rock. But because it was the Brit Awards, the nominees were all like. <laughs> the nominees were all like Franz Ferdinand and the Libertines and shit. And it's just like. Oh come on, that like you know stuff that would never ever be in Kerrang. Yeah, um, and it, it's just yeah, like that was sort of, but that was what we had to kind of accept as uh, as what was representing rock for that year. There That's why like, I miss like the sort of skater era of sort of rock bands of the late yeah, 90s, all those, early all those Tony Hawk bands. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty great. Like mm. CKY. <laughs> Although they've kind of they've sort of imploded they. They're still going, but like their lead singer uh, left because he's like a weird uh, creep. Like he's like mm. a weird fucking. Uh, I don't know. He's just one of those guys that's like in his forties, but still like having like arguments, like he's in high school, um, which is always you know fun to see and not depressing at all. Uh, mm. That you know is like you know grown men uh, acting like. Yeah, teenagers. Gr- grown men in their in their in their in their cargo shorts. Yeah, <laughs> with shin <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, uh, arguing. Yeah, arguing about like fake friends and loyalty and things like that. Yeah, you know, posting like you know changing their <laughs> changing their like MSN screen names to being like don't understand why you won't just apologize. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Listening to uh, Vice Space, yeah, uh, those are great. Times. Listening to like you know Sam's Town by the Killers. I've never, I've known one Killers song. I just saw. I've never ventured into Killers territory. Or... I've, I yeah, I've never been that. In, I've never owned a Killers album. Um, you know, there's a few of their songs. I mean, obviously, you know, Mr. Brightside. I still. Hmm. I, I mean, they're sort of like you know legally. I feel like you have to kind of stand up when that comes on it's, you know it's like an unofficial national anthem for everyone that was born if you're know, a millennial after a certain time yeah if you're a millennial um, even if it's just ironic you still have to it doesn't matter you still have to you know stand up and, and dance um, and I like that song they did with Lou Reed um, Tranquilize it was like a weird little like song they did for their B-Sides album which mm. is like that's the thing that bands don't really do enough anymore as well is like those kind of cool. I mean, we we sound like incredibly old men now, but like you know, <laughs> I recently turned um, years old. Yes, and um, yeah, so I am an old man. I am a mm. boomer. I'm sort of embracing it. Just uh, I yeah, I mean, I I I turned. I, I'm going to be entering my thirties in a, a scant three months. Um, so it's yeah. But yeah, that that sort of thing where like bands would would put out like a an like an album of like all of their sort of like 
B-sides and weird little covers and stuff that they've done. Yeah. Um, I feel like that doesn't really happen my, so much. My hot take is the only band that's remained consistent is Deftones. <laughs> yeah. They haven't either, changed yeah, can, at all. They definitely still... made that argument. I haven't really kept up with Deftones, so to be I mean, totally honest. They lost their bassist because he died in a car crash. I think was, he, well, was he was like in a, a coma. He was in a coma for a long time, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He died in a coma really for, sad. because of the car crash. And yeah. but other than that, they've still remained fairly uh, stable and doing still still going strong. Yeah. yeah. Great band. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I, yeah I, like I said, I haven't really checked in with Deftones for a while, but I, 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 can, I can believe that, that they're, they're sort of the only band from that era that are still making stuff that's actually worth listening to. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I, I, I have a soft spot for the Foo Fighters, but mm. I, don't, I don't really need a new Foo Fighters album ever, I think. You know, like the, you know, they still seem worth seeing live. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I really, beyond like, I don't know, there's an album they put out a few years ago called Wasting Light. And I think that's like the last kind of, that's the last time I've ever listened to a new Foo Fighters album and gone like, yes, this is like, this is essential. This is like, mm. you know, this is this, this kind of needed to exist. Uh, and that yeah, that was like 2011. So it's been you know, it's, it's, it was that eight one, years ago. So it's yeah, probably the one group that is just for me was one of my all-time favorites, but really, really crap now. Uh, Incubus. Oh yeah. So this is something that I because I never grew up really listening to Incubus. So I for me, there's never been like a good like a good period of Incubus. But this is something that a lot of people tell me that like Incubus used to be good. Yeah, from like 90, 99 to two thousand one. So yeah. you have uh, well, science is a good record for that era of new metal bands. Make yourself as good, and then Morning View. That's all you really need. Yeah, because the Morning View is like the mellow sort of. Uh, I got Drive on it. No, that's on Make Yourself. Right. Uh, yeah, Morning View is the one with like "Wish You Were Here." Wish you were here, yeah. Things like that, and the last song on there, "Aqueous Transmission," which is like, my dad really likes that one. He's like, <laughs> that's oh, a that's that's a thumbs up from Lawrence's dad, yeah. folks. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's it's really depressing how Dave's like, oh my god, how it's like, it's like since their that is one thing since their bassist left Alex Kutnich, they have been just mm. lost all sort of identity, and it's just sort of like. I don't know how even to describe what they're doing, what what it's even called. This sort of music, it's like it's like uh, yeah, it's like I think Kanye West once described it as kind of not specifically Incubus, but he described this kind of indie band kind of sound as like crunk. He called it. <laughs> he, I don't know. Like it's a, it's sort of like um, it doesn't make any sense to me when you listen to it. And just like it's very yeah, it's very clean, isn't it? Like it's very like it's. It's very polished. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah. It's yeah. not really, it's sort of like in a weird parallel with everything else modern day music. Yeah. It's just not the same, but Incubus have always been kind of like that. But yeah. All you need I is. Do, yeah, because I, I know a lot of people really, really love Incubus, and we're probably going to get some, we're probably going to get people, you know, uh, writing to us about like you know actually actually incubus have you know 
<laughs> Incubus are still good, or they were good up until yeah. a couple of albums after the ones you said. Um, I mean, Crow Left of the Murder, the one after one of you, is okay. That's got megalomaniac yeah. on it, because that was, I remember that, that was a big, big song. And then after that, really nothing of any real significance. Yeah. So ever since maybe 2003 or four, everything has been shit. Mm. Yeah. I have. See, I, they should ask fucking Billie Eilish if you know who Incubus yeah. are. That would be, that's a more interesting, that's a more interesting question. That was, that was a weird thing. I remember Top of the Pops. They had Incubus on. I was like, really? no one's going to know who they are. <laughs> they, Top of the Pops did, they would do that though. Like they yeah. would have sort of like a weird, every now and then, they'd have like a like a weird rock band. I always, on. I always liked feeling like different when I was at school. Like I know this band and no one else does, man. I'm so cool. <laughs> I remember like the first time I ever, the first time I ever saw or heard of uh, Offspring was mm. on Top of the Pops. I think they were, I might have been, pretty fly for a white guy I want to yeah. say like when I was like would have been like four or five years old but yeah, yeah I, I very vividly remember like seeing them on top of the pops for that and uh, again being like what's this weird band like what what like yeah there was a, there was a girl at, when I was at middle school there was a girl who liked Offspring so I was like yeah I like them as well yeah and then we this and when we went to France on the ferry, I was like, I got it, I got it on my, uh, my, on my. We had tape players back in the day. So oh I got wow! It. Do you want to listen to it on my tape player? On my reel to reel tape player. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great stuff. Great cool. times. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. I'm such an old man now. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we should. Oh, we should probably start talking again. We'll save this for like a. Another episode. Of the, I don't know how many more opportunities we're going to get to do it, but we should do like a like a review of the decade. You know, talk about like mm. how Arsenal have done in the last ten years, and also talk about like you know all of our uh, like our cultural appropriation picks for like the last you know like best best album, best song, Ooh, that's gonna all be that real stuff. Tough. Like that's yeah. Because um, I haven't listened to a whole lot of records. I mean, I have I have my what I like, but. I don't list, I'm not like an Anthony Fantano. I you don't, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't <laughs> consume everything in my... When it comes out. Yeah. But I don't know what... Yeah, I mean, um, just look at like the stuff that you like and then see what year it came out because there'll be a lot mm. of stuff from... You know, we're going from 2010 to now. So there'll be... Yeah, there'll be a lot of... Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because there's been a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we should probably get into some cultural appropriation now, shouldn't we? Yeah. The theme for cultural appropriation by Lawrence Yates. Uh, Do you feel like I should update the jingles that they find? Eh. Should I make some new ones? Might be there all night doing them. We should come up with some new segments, really, yeah. and then, then get some new jingles. Um, but yeah, cultural appropriation. This is the bit in the show where we talk about uh, some some shit what we like uh, that's not football related necessarily. So you know, films and telly and music and that. Uh, so, Lawrence, what do you uh, what do you got well, for us this week? You know how I'm Mr. Artsy Fartsy sometimes. Um, yeah, you're a real prick. I am a real prick. <laughs> and uh, there's a guy who I've been really into, a guy called Arthur Russell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is some real Artsy Fartsy stuff, but it's good. And um, all he did was just play over cello. Sort yeah. of like, not really play it properly, just sort of like... Slapping the strings with his bow. Slapping a bass, man. It's like he invented slap cello or something. And it's like, <laughs> he sort of like mumble chord. It's sort of, 
I don't know how to score it, but he sort of very mumbles his singing. Mm. Um, but he was he he knew people like David Byrne and yeah, I think Philip Glass and people like that. All these more um, all these sort of New York yeah arty people. And um, but he died of AIDS in in the eighties. In the eighties, something yeah. like that. And but yeah, he um he did some real good stuff. I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend a specific album, but just well, I think he. Didn't officially, there's only like a couple of albums because he. I think he there was a lot of stuff he didn't finish, isn't there? Yeah. There's like he just made like loads and loads of demos. Yeah, mostly it's a bit but, like kind of like Daniel Johnston in that way of just yeah. kind of like he just sort of made all these like you said like little demos and tapes and whatever. And there's 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 not that many like official like album albums hmm. of his. I mean, World uh, of Echo is one that comes to mind, but there's songs like. Um, this is how we walk on the moon, mm. which you, you could kind of, for me, I always thought this could have been like a talking head song or something like yeah. that. It's sort of, it has that sound to it. And like, you know, this could have been like a, a talking heads kind of song, but um, yeah, he's, he's um, one of these lesser known sort of very uh, underground artist types. I believe he is, uh, he was sampled. Talking about Kanye West, yeah. I think he was sampled on 30, 30, 30 hours. hours. Yeah, there's like a little kind of running through that. There's, like you said, that sort of like mumbled vocals type thing. There's sort of this, yeah, like going through like the the track. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's a, an Arthur Russell, there's Arthur vi- Russell joint. There's videos on YouTube where they sort of like filmed him, not as you would normally, but they've sort of like zoomed in on a specific part of his face while he's playing yeah like got the mic there in his mouth and it zoomed in but they have like a sort of live session almost of him just playing his his cello and he's just sort of riffing and just jamming just jamming just jamming, it's quite man. good if you're if you're into sort of more artistic-y stuff yeah you check out arthur russell yeah great. arthur russell's good um yeah uh, so yeah, you're just recommending Arthur Russell in general. Yeah, uh, everyone can kind of pick a starting point of their own and just go on go uh, YouTube and Arthur Russell. Yeah, there's probably he's probably on Spotify, isn't he? Everyone is Spotify, now. whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna recommend a, a couple of films. Um, excuse me. Um, that are both uh, both on Netflix. First one, probably a pretty obvious one. Uh, I would imagine, you know, every everyone's sort of seen some of the adverts and whatever promoting it. But The Irishman uh, is is finally out on Netflix, uh, and it's real good. Martin Scorsese's uh, crime epic. I mean, it, it is it is in you know in the in the proper sense of the word, it is an epic. I mean, it's three and a half hours long. Um, but I mean, it's it's worth it. It's it's yeah, really really great. Tells the story of. Uh, uh, Frank Sheeran, the uh, <clears throat> he was a truck driver turned hitman for the Buffalino crime family, um, sort of through the fifties and sixties and seventies, uh, all the way sort of, and you know, like what happened all the way up to like the, the present day, and their historical involvement with the Teamsters Union and like the labor movement in America, and specifically Jimmy Hoffa. Um, I mean, I didn't, I never really knew. I knew like Jimmy Hoffa is like a punchline. Uh, you know that was like a thing that a lot of comedians in like the eighties and nineties would reference because he disappeared and his body was never found. No one actually, no one ever knew officially what had happened to him. 
um he just suddenly disappeared but but yeah this sort of tells that that story um goes all the way from like world war Two up until like the present day so it's a real kind of huge scope of this thing um and uh, yeah i really enjoyed it it's a really good kind of um it, i mean it, yeah it just explores so many different themes and whatnot you know male, male friendship and morality war and stuff like that and it's yeah all the all the stuff all the stuff that kind of scorsese is known for kind of delving into you think you know films like goodfellas and mean streets and whatever and and those uh those types of, of deals um and then for something a bit lighter i'll recommend uh dolomite is my name which is uh a a good eddie murphy movie which i you know i didn't expect to ever see one of those again but uh, but yeah it's a new uh it's a, a biopic of uh rudy ray moore the uh the comedian who created this character Dolomite as part of his uh, stand-up act, and then he decided to make a Dolomite movie, um, despite having never ever made a film before and having no experience, and basically everyone that he hired to make the film had never made a movie before either. Um, but that's really good, and that's that's really funny. It's sort of like a, it's getting a lot of comparisons to um, the Disaster Artist, which came out a couple of years ago, which was the like the film about how. Tommy Wiseau made uh, the room. If you ever, if you ever heard of that or seen that, it's, you know, legendarily terrible film. Um, although I think it, it's a little bit different than that because you know, Rudy Ray Moore actually did appear to have some talent as like an entertainer, mm. whereas Tommy Wiseau is just like a <laughs> just just like a, a weird freak. Um, but yeah, it, that's that's a, a very entertaining, very funny film. And Eddie Murphy, it's a great performance by Eddie Murphy um, as as Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a, just a, yeah, kind of a, like a, a weirdly touching story of someone that is never at any point takes no for an answer. He's just a, so determined to make this film and put it out, um, and it you know just ends up ends up doing it, and the film ended up being a like a, a weirdly weirdly popular and like a big hit. I think it, it it was like the number four grossing movie of the year that it came out. I think. Um, and it was made for no money, and it was just yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dolomite is my name. Uh, that's a yeah. That's on Netflix as well. So check those both out over the uh, Christmas Christmas break, and uh, you know, email us if uh, you got any questions or queries, uh, or if you want to tell us uh, that Incubus are still good. Um, yeah, uh, the uh, what's the address? Junior Fun is at gmail dot com. Yes. It's all lowercase. Yep, as with every yep. email address, Junior Fun is at gmail dot com, and we're on Twitter at Junior Fun is, and we've got a Facebook page, so you can uh, get updated whenever a new episode comes out. Of course, you won't need that if you stay subscribed to the episodes. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, so that's uh, and that's the end of the uh, episode today. So bye.